Welcome back to the After Maghrib podcast and a massive congratulations to you all on the birth anniversary of our awaited, our beloved saviour, Imam Al-Mahdi, Ajallahu Ta'ala, Farajahu Sharif. Brothers and sisters, this is a day where we all celebrate. We all have a reason to be happy. And that reason is we are closer to meeting the Holy Imam. And this is an opportunity for us, not just to remember him and to, 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 to learn more about him, but to connect with him, to build that relationship with him. But we want to answer a few questions today. Is Imam Mahdi actually here? And if he is here, where is he? And if we know about the Imam, how come he doesn't know about us? Or do we think he knows about us? What, what are the dynamics there? Are we able to be a part of his army? There's so many questions to unfold today, inshallah. But before we get into that, Sayyid Ali, Assalamu Alaikum. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah, another week, another episode. Yeah, yeah, we're close to Shah Ramadan. Yes, yes. A couple yes. of weeks now. How are you feeling? Allah feeling great. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. And we have a special guest. We do. Yeah. We do indeed. The reciter, the amazing, the friend, yeah. the brother, Imran Datu. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. How are you doing? How are you doing? Okay. Oh, doing shake hands. Amazing. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah, good. We can, we can spread. We can spread. Alhamdulillah. Loving yeah, the culture. How's, so you're in London now, yeah? Yeah, yeah, working here, yeah, in terms of, yeah, it's three days a week, London, alhamdulillah, new opportunity, you know, how are you finding it's good, the London buzz, it's it's all about the buzz, you know, it's about um, getting that coffee in the morning, um, (laughs) or not, as uh, you know, but um, yeah, it's good, man, it's good, the hustle bustle, and uh, like I was saying earlier, you know, it kind of gets you into a routine, you start early, Mm. but you're more disciplined, you know, you will, um, uh, if you're working from home the days before, you can chill, but on the days you're working, it's disciplined, you know, like, you know, 11pm in bedtime, even that's probably late for some people, but, um, you know, but then up by six, it's good that you're going to get started, and um, I was watching this um, video that came up on TikTok um, at some point where this guy, uh, like a motivational coach kind of thing, and he was like, Mm. you know, what? he goes, I get two days of work done in one day, Mm. and he goes, I break my day into two parts. First part is 6 till 12 in the morning, 6 a.m. to 12. And then the second part is like maybe lunch after lunch, 1 to 6, 1 to 7. And he goes, I get so productive because I no start way. early. And he goes, two days. So he goes, a whole week, I'm done in three days and I'm chilling. No so way. yeah, some, so that's like a proper Islamic way of structuring your day as absolutely. well, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It's like Salat times. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're like generally pro- really lazy. Obviously, Ramadan coming up as well. You get the ones who stay up. Yeah. And not have a nap and not, you know what I mean? Yeah. The sleeping patterns all over the place. Yeah, yeah. But this is like a, a golden rule and you hear about mm. all the time. Getting your sleep in, getting up early. Something I think we've got to do. But on to bigger things. Um, Imran, this is obviously the last few weeks we've had. Alhamdulillah, we've had so many uh, wiladat and a lot of reasons to celebrate. And obviously, Shah Ramadan coming up. And I feel like 15th of Sha'aban is a nice kind of connecting point. Mm. To Rajab and Sha'aban to the holy month of Ramadan, when it comes to Imam Mahdi and so on, mm. how do you feel generally about this day? Like, how do you see this day? Do you just look at it as a wiladat or? No, I think uh, 15 Sha'aban is uh, firstly yes, a bit wiladat of the Imam of our time, uh, and which is a massive day because you know what? I think one thing we all um, struggle with, and it's just human conception, because if somebody's not there, someone's not there in front of you. You won't like you know you won't like uh, connect with them straight away. For example, the time of Rasulullah, Imam Ali al-Islam, they they had people there, the Ummah. They had a question straight to Imam, right? Straight mm. to Rasulullah. Whereas Imam's not here, we can't see him. He's here, we can't see him. So it's uh, difficult to kind of for as human beings to connect on a literal level. 
So for connecting with Imam, you have to go to a bit of a different, higher level in terms of mm. uh, you look at it uh, from a more spiritual point of view. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of um, what 15 Sha'ban means, yeah, so it's the wilada of your Imam of your time and you need to know that he's here, you need to celebrate. You know, a lot of times we see Christmas, even our people like, you know, Christmas tree, bring him into a house. You know, that's de definitely a topic for another the day. You know, we should do another podcast if you haven't Trust already. Trust me, we've done Shout out Hussein Mandali. Oh man, oh man. But yeah. what, what I'm saying is, you know, we, uh, for our Imam, that's the days we should make special. You know, we should yeah. bring celebration presents in our home and really make that's it a big thing a for our families, for our children, because that's when they learn, right? So, so yeah, so there's a wilada of that, but then also you know that Every day, you know, it, it's, it's 15 Sha'aban. And like you said, it's a good connection yeah. to Shah Ramadan, where we are um, doing what we do when it comes to ibadah, when you try to connect spiritually, just talking to the Imam, talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you do these kind of things, it prepares you for Shah Ramadan because mm -hmm. what Shah Ramadan takes you from beginning to the end, uh, a, a spiritual level is changed, yeah. right? From beginning to the end. And this is what you do. And it, I think it's all part and parcel of it. So when you connect yourself with the Imam, when you start talking to the Imam, when you do anything for the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's a good connection. So yeah, mm -hmm. so it's a wilada, but it's also a spiritual high that you feed off that leads you into Shah Ramadan. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Beautiful point. And I think it's a nice reminder being 15 Shaban mm. and you know the vibes of the celebration yes. of the Imam of our time is remembering that he's alive. Exactly. Mm. You know, a, a lot of times, like we, we know he's there in the back of our heads, but we need to appreciate that he's a living Imam just like us. You mentioned he's not a parent, yeah. but he's here on this earth. Absolutely. He's not up there in the sky. Yeah, yeah. So we say, you know, there is some sort of like, where is the Imam they ask? Yeah, yeah. But he's a parent, but we can't see him. Yeah. So yeah. what's the difference between the imam being invisible or, and the imam being concealed? See, you know what I mean? Concealed is the better term to use. Uh, yeah. Because why? he's not invisible. Okay. Because we can't see him. There are those who actually meet him. You know, mm -hmm. things prevent us. It could be our sins. Yeah. Our yeah. heart is not soft enough. You know, there are certain things, certain levels or certain status you have to be on mm. to actually have some sort of understanding of knowing him. Because they say the imam is here. And mm. some even say, I've, I've, I know there's this one marja I will quote, is that everyone in their lifetime has crossed paths yeah. with the Imam, but you just don't know yeah. he is the Imam. You don't know how he looks, you don't know how he talks. Because they say there. that when, when he kind of reappears, everyone will say, I recognize him. And they say he has and a day say, job, by the way. Oh, so he no works way. as well. So he's Solid. not like chilling or something. Solid. He's actually yeah. working. Yeah, he lives day to day mm -hmm. life. But, but he's hidden from society. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's also, I, I heard like a marja say, that I mean, this this might come across a little bit odd, but he said that whoever claims to have seen Imam is lying. Mm. Why? Because no one can truly say that they've met the Imam because you won't Sorry. be able to recognize him. Mm. So I mean, but then obviously you have these other things. Whether you're on a level to understand, level to know, that may come across different. But this is what is also being said that you know you know you you, you just won't recognize him. You will see him. You might meet him. He might even help you. How many times there have you heard? There are ways of communicating. I think absolutely. I think at our level, a lot of us mm. wouldn't have that inclination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think there's. I wish also, we did. Yeah, yeah. honestly. There's, <laughs> inshallah. I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, mm. we. You know, we, we, we live in this day and age and we are amongst the Shia of Imam al-Mahdi, al-Sharif, and we have the opportunity to get there. And so the potential is there, the opportunity is there, but I think we have to develop that spiritual awareness, mm. the intellectual understanding of who is the Imam. Because, you know, you know that of, of course, the hadith of Imam Sadiq where he says, to die a death without knowing the Imam of your time is, is to, you know, was it die a death, death of, of, an ignorance. of an ignorant person? Uh, yeah, for example. And, you know, the, the concept of the imam being concealed or hidden mm. is um, Imam al-Mahdi says himself it's like the benefit of, of the sun behind the clouds 
in the sense that we benefit from the sun and the sun's presence. And we don't remember the sun every day. We don't wake up thinking, oh, wow, the sun's out today or the sun's hidden today. Although we should be doing that with the holy imam, but sometimes we don't do it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we don't. And uh, I think this is, um, again, when, it, when it, and you know, there are other individuals who also mention, like, you know, the question you asked is imam here. Yeah, and that's that's a that's an important one, and there's a reason as to why you've asked that. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't just ask it off the bat. You've asked yeah, that yeah. because there is things going around, even within our own communities, saying that he's not around yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it, it's baffling. It's baffling. I mean, like you know, the the normal cycle of imama is that you know once an imam dies or he's about to die, he will hand over, right, through the um, command of Allah Subhanahu yes. wa Taala that you yes. are now the new imam, right? Mm-hmm. If imam's not here, where is he? Like as in like Imam Hassan al Askari when he passed away. If you are a twelver. Yes. Yeah. Where is that twelfth? Mm. That's a very good point. Right. So where? So who did Imam Hassan Askari pass that on to? If mm. there is twelve, and you don't believe Imam is here, you are eleven. Yeah. Really, you yeah. believe in eleven. But are there actually people who believe that? Yeah. Like that Imam had stopped after Imam Askari. Not stopped. What? I mean, what I'm just saying the way what they the comment they give is that Imam isn't born yet or he isn't around yet. Mm. So going by that logic, it doesn't make sense because if the way the imamat works is like when, when imam, one imam passes away, he will pass it on to the next imam, mm-hmm. whether it is their son, right? And Imam Hassan Askari, salam, if Imam Mahdi isn't around, who did Imam Hassan Askari pass it on to? If you are a twelver, where is, where is, where, what's going on? Like that, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Like logically, yeah. it makes no sense. So, so, you know, it's, so when people say that, you have to really look at just logically, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So therefore he is, and we have so many hadith and like, uh, you know. There are many hadiths, and I, I don't want to misquote the Imam here. I think it was Imam Jafar al-Sadiq salam where he said, someone asked him, you know, about Imam, because the Ahl al-Bayt always spoke about this return. Mm, you know, the, absolutely. the is coming, yeah. where justice will fill this earth and things like that. So someone actually asked him, what if he doesn't come? And the <laughs> Imam made the point, right? For example, uh, the Imam said, <clears throat> If the Mahdi was not on this earth, he's not apparent to you, mm. but if the Mahdi wasn't on this earth for an hour or for a blink of an eye, yeah. the world would be destroyed. The earth uh, swallow itself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the point he was Sense. given was referring back to Ashab al Kisa. The entire existence Sense. of this world yeah. because of the Ahlul Bayt. Absolutely. So if you remove one, you've lost the other. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, there's, no, there's no point of living. Yeah. If, they, I mean, if they're not there, what's the mm, point? What is mm, our purpose? I mean, it doesn't make sense for us to understand that since Adam. To, for example, Imam al Askari, mm. there's always been a hujjah on earth. Absolutely. And at this point, there's not. It doesn't make sense. Wallah of Amir Mu'mineen is, is, is that specific example in that specific time. But the golden seer of Aimma is, is from one to the other. The Wallah of Amir Mu'mineen is the Wallah of Imam al Mahdi, is the Wallah of Imam al Sadiq, Wallah of Imam al Rada. Like they're interchangeable. So if we believe in the Wallah of Amir Mu'mineen, it's impossible to not believe in the Wallah of Imam al Mahdi. You know, and it, it goes for one and all, yes. basically. Yeah. Yes. But it's interesting. So, like, you know, one thing that comes to my mind is, like, when someone makes such a bold statement, like, mm-hmm. Imam Mahdi is not around yet, yeah. what, what do you think goes through their head in order to make such a statement? What logic are they coming out with? Have you, I don't know if you've heard... No, I mean, like, uh, a lot like, of Ahl Sunnah do it, right? Right, so, but what's, what's yeah. their logic? Like, where is this, so where's, who's he going to be born from? Like, from, from which lineage? I, so, like, the Ahl Sunnah... Jama'a believe that Imam al-Mahdi will come from the lineage of Imam al-Hasan alayhi salam. Okay. Um, not Imam al-Hussein. Right. Because obviously that's that's what our narration say. Right. And that if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think it's Mujaddids or something. Every one hundred years Allah has a uh, not a Khalifa, but some sort of spiritual leader who keeps the Ummah in check. 
Right. And I know this is an opinion within Ahl Sunnah wa Jama'ah. Right. Now, okay. in my own opinion, I, I don't understand that because even if you live a short life, we live outside of that era or those boundaries, mm. you're not going to interact or come across that majadid or if that's what it's called, I believe. But even beyond that, like, the benefit, for example, one may gain from the imam, mm. we have to understand that this is not the first time in history where we don't have access to the imam. Imam al-Qadam was in prison for oh. 20 plus years. That's imam al Islam had over 100,000 students. Nice I think points. all of them had access to the mm. imam directly. Mm. If, imam, if Imam Ali al was living today in Najaf, and we're sitting here in London, we might be able to go on his website, for example, yeah. but not all of us would have the opportunity to visit him. If we can't visit our marja all the time, do you think we'd be able to access our He's imam face to face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's what I'm Live saying. So access to the imam is not physical. Yeah, mm. it doesn't need to be yeah, physical. It's, it's a not. spiritual, it's a spiritual level. And if we can, sorry to keep going, but if we can access Imam Al Hussein every year, we connect with the imam. Like we feel it, and we like to the point where we'll give our lives to the holy imam. Mm. And he lived so many years ago, and we're visualizing and imagining his story and his, you know, everything that happened. We can connect with him. Why can't we connect with the living imam who's aware of us and who's interacting with us? Do you know what I mean? You know, I'm just going to expand on that because you asked mm. a very interesting, interesting question, and I remember the point yes. where you know our brothers from Ahlus Sunnah Jama'ah they asked a Shia scholar, mm -hmm. and they said, for example, we don't believe in this concept that you know we are created because of the Ahlul Bayt. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And so the argument was in the Quran, Allah says, "I created a human and jinn." To worship yeah, yeah so that's our reason for being here yeah whereas the i'm going to paraphrase mm. and the scholar re responded you go so you prove the point of kisa and for example there'll be no sea no ocean no yeah. sky etc etc but it was like when allah said i i created you to what the the jinn and the human to worship me that was the rule of you being here mm. not the reason for you being created uh, correct 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 yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> it's a bigger point but i'm just paraphrasing yeah, 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 and yeah, just yeah. reminding me of that point that yeah, yeah yeah yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. i think there's a lot to think about with this but a main question obviously we we need to ask ourselves and i think um this is my own opinion but sometimes we see imam al-mahdi as this is sound really bad but we might see the holy imam as an add-on to our tashayyu in the sense that we believe in the quran and ahlul bayt uh, we believe in the story of the Anbiya, we believe in the, uh, the story of the Ahlul Bayt al Islam. And at the end, you're like, oh yeah, and by the way, there's no way to the Imam. And yeah, yeah. Mm. But the thing, and we add Dua Faraj at the end of the, the whole Majlis and all of that. Yeah. But what we tend to do sometimes is link the two. Our understanding of Imam Mahdi should be centric to our understanding of religion at large. Correct. Do you see what I mean? Mm. If we live our day-to-day -day life following the rules of a Majja, how I do wudu, how I eat my food, how I do this, how I do that then even more so we should live our day-to-day -day lives by the understanding of, we have of the Holy Imam. That's true. In my opinion. So mm -hmm. our understanding, for example, of the Quran and uh, of, of what happened with the previous Imams, is, is symbiotic with the current Imam. Do you see what I mean? So there's so many uh, tafasir in the Quran, uh, of the Holy Quran, which might be relevant, for example, to Imam al-Mahdi. I read something today which talked about, and I, I don't remember the verse, which talked about a specific ayah in the Holy Quran where... Uh, one of the Mufassirs said that this eye is specifying the people of Sufyani. You know, mm. Sufyani, who's mm. obviously prophesied to be the enemy of the Imam, and how their army will be swallowed by the earth when they're heading towards Kufa, if I'm not mistaken, to attack the Imam. And I'm thinking, that's crazy. Like, there's a tafsir about something that's going to happen in the future. Yeah. It's not even at the present. So, if we don't understand the Quran, we won't understand the Imam. And if we don't understand what the imam is and what he will be, we don't understand the Quran. Quran. Yeah. Yeah. So it's and, interlinked. And this is it. This is, this is the, uh, 
when Rasulullah leaves, you know, and it's a hadith we've had time and time again. He said there are two things, two weighty things. Weighty things. And I think this is something we all we forget. You know, we we always there's a comparison always made that you know the Ahl Sunnah our brothers, they are so focused on the Quran and they do a phenomenal job with that. By mm. the way, you know the Quran credit, Quran, to, Quran, them. credit to them absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, whereas on our side, we we, uh, we love the Ahlul Bayt so much so, sometimes, and I'm talking about myself as well, we we let the Quran slip, slip away a little yeah, bit, yeah. you know. We have in our in our communities, we are those that sometimes, unfortunately, we leave the Quran from Ramadan to Ramadan. And it's sad. It's sad because we don't realize, you know, when Rasulullah said these are two weighty things, and Rasulullah ain't like me or you, ain't, he's not like just another guy, like he's Rasulullah, the most perfect man on this earth. Mm, when he says something, huh? Mm. when he says anything, anything, any word is weighty from him. So if he has given you a hadith, and it's a hadith, it's like an instruction. It's an instruction. I've left you two weighty things. These two go hand in hand. Not just that. If it's huh. Rasulullah saying it, it's from Wahi. Exactly. Direct from Allah. Do not exactly. leave them or you will... Go right, yeah. absolutely, and and we see that you know sometimes even in, in our in our Shia community there are individuals who uh, you know focus so much on the Azadari and the Ahl Bayt, yeah, and then and they forget wajibat, and it happens. I've seen it, like you know, I've I've gone to some centers to recite at, and it, it's past Salat al Maghrib, and yeah. the, the program carries on, and mm-hmm. you're like, bro, what's going on? Mm. You know, and then it's up to you then, and it's the hardest thing to make a stand and be like, I'm going. For salah. Mm. And you have to do that to teach uh, individuals and, you know, to kind of just, uh, but yeah, I mean, the point being that, you know, we need to, like you said, when Rasulullah says, I'm leaving two weighty things, it is so important. Yeah. To, and even, even if it's one ayah a day, one ayah a day, literally after Zahar, do one ayah, one rukun, that's it. Mm. And you're done. But, and then, you know what, once you start reading, even without translating, without meaning, you'll get to a stage where you'll be like, actually, I need to know what I'm reading. Mm. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you the tawfiq. Yeah. That now you're doing this, you've taken that step, first step, I will now guide you. Mm-hmm. Allah says in the Quran, He will guide those who He wants to guide. Mm-hmm. And He will leave those who, are, who have gone astray. God forbid we are part of those who have gone astray, right? But in order to do, in order to have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's guidance, we should always ask it from Him, number one. And we should also take active steps to get that guidance, you know, we need to show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like, you know, I'm, I'm making an effort, right? We say, you know, when if you want dawa, like you want medicine, you got to do dua as well. Like, you know, it's, it's not, you can't just do dua yeah, on its yeah. own and accept, oh my God, yeah, you know, I've got this illness, ya Allah, you know, give me shifa. Yeah, yeah. And you know, no, I'm not saying it's not possible, of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do, you know, kun fayakun. But logically, you need to go get your medicine, go to the doctor, you have to, bro, it's yeah, one yeah. of those things. Um, and so, it, and the same thing, it works in the same way, you know, but you, you know have what's to. interesting, when you talked about, um, the Holy Prophet and obviously the Hadith and obviously there's ways in which the Holy Prophet maybe indirectly prophesies the Imam and sometimes directly. Mm. I have to correct myself earlier. I think I said Imam Sadiq said that there's like the sun behind the clouds. Actually, it was the Holy Prophet who said that. I've just checked. Well, and beyond that as well, there's um, Imam Sadiq did say this. He said that uh, one of his companions said to the Imam, he said, how are we actually, what, how are we going to know the Imam? And mm. how are we going to stay close to the Imam? Mm. So Imam al-Mahdi specifically. So Imam Sadiq al-Islam says, if you live to that time where you see the occultation of the Holy Imam, which obviously prophesies in the occultation, then commit to reading this dua. And then the Imam mm. tells this guy the dua, the companion. He says, oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make me aware of your divine self. If you do not make me aware of yourself, I will not be aware of your prophet. Mm. Oh Allah, make me aware of your prophet. Because if you do not make me aware of your prophet, the messenger, I will not be aware of your hujjah, your proof. Oh Allah, yeah. if you do, are not making me aware of your hujjah, your imam, 
uh, I will deviate from the religion of guidance mm. Which is what If we don't understand Allah We won't understand the Prophet We won't understand the Imam And we won't understand the Imam al-Mahdi And then we will deviate yeah. So how do we then understand the Imam? Because this is the ultimate question right? Like with the previous Imams it's a tricky question There's a biography mm. Yeah There's biography There's Masaib There's Fadail There's all these different things Imam al-Mahdi He went into Ghaybah At what? A young age What was that? Seven, five. ten five. Something. Five. Five, five. Yeah. And then 69 odd years He was in Ghaybah to Sughra And then obviously Ghaybah to Kubra Has been over 1100 years Or whatever it's been How do we then understand the Imam With such a short span of life? It's, it's, it's an interesting one It's a very very hard question I think um, Like you know As like the two of you Been pulling out hadith In respect of Imam al-Mahdi That's one way of You know Believing it Like you said If you understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala You understand your prophet You understand imamat And imamat You know like And every word Of Allah Every word of Rasulullah Every word of the imam Should be something That's ingrained in our heart Embedded in it's our part heart of it's, Exactly yeah. Exactly So whatever they say Now what they say A lot of the times Is to do with Imam Mahdi Sharif, As you said The occultation And yeah, you need yeah. to take that As gospel Right Sometimes like in religion uh, You know We are encouraged To ask questions Ask why why do you do this? Why do you do this? Sometimes you need to follow you blindly. You have to. Sometimes uh, things are so uncomprehendable. Okay. Yeah. For example, why is it mustahab to put your nose on the sajda and the, on the turba as well? Yeah. It's mustahab, right? To why? There's not going to be any scientific explanation for that. You just have to be like, okay, it's mustahab. I'll do it. I'll find out. Inshallah, mm -hmm. when the veils are taken out of my eyes, I will then find out. But you know, I'm just. This is one of those things. So then, when the Ahlul Bayt say about Imam Mahdi. Gospel, Take. believe it, you have to Because of your love for the Ahlul Bayt Not just, you're not just doing it, oh yeah, because next man said it No, 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 mm -hmm. these aren't yeah. normal people yeah, These yeah. are people you claim Like you said, these, like Imam Hussein is You claim to go and cry for him Cry for Sayyidina Zahra, Sayyidina Zainab in the tragedy And cry for the Ahlul Bayt, celebrate their birth You are so connected to these people You will believe anything they say Think of it this way, you have a teacher or you have, take your father, for example, your role model. He will say, any, you know, you respect him like crazy. You see them, you go nuts. They say anything, you'll be like, amazing, I'll do it. I don't care. I don't care what happens, I'll do trust it. Trust them. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. If you trust the Ahlul Bayt, you will trust what they say. And what they say is, Imam Mahdi is going to come. Okay, yeah. number one. So that's how you, you build that connection. Because you're right, that five years, like there's not much. Mm. Uh, there's, there is history in terms of, you know, okay, uh, you know, we, we see that in, in you know, um, where he disappeared. And, you know, his short life when he, you know, when he recited the Salatul Janaza and, you know, for his father, things like this. But it's not necessarily compared to the history we have for the other Ahl al-Bayt, where we yeah. connect like, like a huge amount. This is maybe in our, for our small minds, not enough. Yeah, and yeah. so we need other vehicles to help us connect, right? And that's why we have the hadith. That's why we have the a'mal as well. Masjid Sahla, yeah, yeah. 40 um, adwa'at tawassul, for example. Do it 40 Tuesdays consecutively. You meet him. Mm -hmm. And when you meet him, you may not even know you've met him, but you have met him. You know, mm -hmm. one of those things. So I think you have to use vehicles to help our small minds to connect with Imam Mahdi. Ajallah ta'ala mm -hmm. Sharif. I think it's difficult just so to... Ultimately, we need to improve our relationship with him. Right. How do we do that? Say, <laughs> what's that story? Which one? You know, the 40 Ziyarat to Ashura on the Thursdays. The... You know, you know, Imran mentioned the 40 Dua to Asla on Tuesday. Do you remember earlier we were talking about the 40 Ziyarat to Ashura on the we Thursday? We were talking about, well, I think it was related to, I don't know, Sistani The father of Sistani, yeah. What's I, the story? I can't, rem I can't recall it fully right now. Yeah. Honestly, no, I can't. <laughs> Shall I mention it? If you know what, say it, say it. It's being it it said earlier, we were talking earlier, mm. and there's a story we read which is the father said Muhammad Bakr Sistani, father said Ali Sistani. Mm. 
who was in um, uh, uh, this was at the time, for example, of um, the Shah of Iran. Okay, so he was in Iran at the time, and if I'm not mistaken, the 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 Sayyid was reciting Zarat Ashura consecutively for forty, 40 Thursdays. Days. Wow. Okay. And on the fortieth Thursday. He was reciting it in the shrine and he looked up and he saw a light coming so, from the house. From the house. So he finished his yara. He went and goes goes to check out what's happening. There's people in, in a in a in the house or whatever. He sees people crowding around. He gives condolences to the family and then people go. And then he sees one man and the man comes up to him and he recognizes this to be the Imam. Okay. I recall the story now. Okay. But yes. you continue. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> you sure? You seem like you wanted to tell finish it. Sure. Finish it. Yeah. No, no, finish no, no, it. You no, no, seem no, quite no, excited. No, 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 what happened? What happened? Because this is the part that's starting to get foggy. This is the part where someone passed away. Yes. Sahih. And um, he, when he went towards this light, there was this lady that passed away. There was a lady. The lady passed lady away. lady passed away. And there was this moment where he saw the imam. Mm. And he was like surprised. Like, what's the imam doing here? And uh, it turned out to be that the lady who passed away, she was anticipating and living her life as if though... She will live her life during the return of the imam. Wow. Mm. So it emphasizes on the point of having active intawar. Mm. And beyond that as well, the imam said to the Sayyid mm. in this story, he said, you do not need to wait for, for, for you to meet me. He goes, this lady, in the seven year period where the hijab was, was banned, Kash, Kashfir hijab is called in, mm -hmm. in, in that time. The imam said that this lady did not leave her house for seven years. She didn't want to expose herself. So I come to meet her. She doesn't come to meet me. Oh, wow. Amazing. Imagine. Like, it just blew my mind. Like, this is just madness, honestly. And even if we don't like know the imam, we don't have that. We don't get, have the opportunity to meet him. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has you know, given us the opportunity to mm. get to know him at least. Right, right. You know, and like it's a blessing to call ourselves Shia of Imam Ali al Islam or Shia, Shia of Imam Hussein. Mm. But to be called Shia of Mehdi is, is like a, an honor. It's a badge of honor. Yeah. Yeah. Sadiq, he, talks yeah, yeah. The Shia, <laughs> he talks about how the hardest time will be the Shia of the Mehdi. Mm -hmm. And we know that hadith about the black coal in the hand and how it will burn. Mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken, it says it will be the being a Shia under the occultation of the Imam will be like holding a, a hot, hot black coal in your hand, in the palm of your hand and gripping it. Like that's how hard it will be to be a Shia today. Mm. Wow. So it's just like mind-blowing. You think about it, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, we we can't see the Imam. We don't have much history on him. But we like you said, Sayyid as well, like and Imran, we 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 trust the Ahlul Bayt and we know what they've told us and we know that there is Allah's given us a balance in this in this dunya, you know, and there will always be justice. Justice will prevail. Mm, absolutely. So there has to be a final conclusion to all the evil we see and all the oppression we see. So it's just like um, you know, some some might might make it like into a fantasy story and people laugh at it and so on. But I think yeah. we have a. I was telling my dad. I was talking to my dad yesterday, um, and I told him I was like, "Yeah, we're a minority. Like, yeah, okay, we're, we're smaller number, mm. but we have an end goal. Yani, like, we are born into a madhab, and we know why we're born into the madhab, and we know why we pray like this, and we know why we do qanot and salah and all these things. I was like, S some other people may not know that. For example, mm. they may mm. be born into a madhab, not know what madhab they're in until they're forty years old. For yeah. example, yeah. But we know that you might politically differ with another Shia, follow a different marja, live in a different country, differ with laws. But when it comes to religion, if Imam Hussein's shrine is at threat, say the Zainab shrine is at threat, doesn't matter who you follow. Yeah, yeah. Put your put stand up, get ready, defend your Imam. Absolutely. And when Imam Al Mahdi comes, inshallah, we are amongst those who will stand mm. up and defend. 
Like that's something that we have. You know, they say the shit are like seeds. You plant them in the ground, you try and bury us, we'll grow. We'll grow. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. That's Absolutely. you know, it's it's, it's like him at the yeah. passion that we've got. Which which then which then begs the question, like as as you say, you know, inshallah, we will be there to support our Imam. Yeah. Um, you know, but but are we ready? You know, this it, it's something that's a, it's a really deep and important question. It's not a case of yeah, yeah, I'll be ready. Yeah, I'll pick up a gun. Ain't like yeah, that. Yeah. Ain't no, nah, nah, you you have to be. Like, are you are you ready? Are yeah. you like spiritually led ready? It's not just going to be a case of yeah. Uh, you know, right now it's easy to say. Even if you said yeah, you know what? When Imam Hussein said Halman Nasir in I would have gone. Yeah. But would you? Like actually, would you have gone? Or would you be like, oh, I've got to wake up at seven a.m. to go to London for my job tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, like you like and but, but that's the you spiritual. Can't be 50-50. You have to like huh. be fully committed. at all at all. You know when Imam Hussein turns that candle off and you stay. That's what you wow. have to be. Right, that's wow. what you have to be like in order. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not a joke. But in in some sense, that's the kind of where we are now, right? Metaphorically, because mm. the light is off. We can't see the imam the same way right. the imam's companions couldn't see him Absolutely. on that night. Kind of so we have the choice: do we leave the imam? Or we stay with him. Yeah. It's the exact same situation. Yeah. We just have a longer time. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. We Absolutely, have one yeah. night. We've got a whole and, life. And, and that and that's the tough part. But what do you do to get ready? How do you how do you prepare for his arrival? dangerous question it is it is but it's something I we don't need know to address how to answer that to yeah. be honest and, yeah. I, and i feel ashamed not knowing how to yeah answer. i mean and, it, and this is something that we all need to learn and mm. we all need to yeah. um you know mm. develop together and this is why for example when we when we there is majalis in the mosque you know i know a lot of people now a lot of people they're like i'm chilling at home i'll watch it at home mm. be honest you're going to be at home in your pjs yeah you'll be watching it and the tv or the majalis is going to be background noise you're going to be on mm. your phone Checking your Instagram. Let's yeah. be honest. Let's be honest. Yeah, if you are there in person in the majlis, checking and run data on Instagram. No, it's okay. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, listen. Yeah. More importantly, um, so you know when yeah, you go you to right. majlis, when you go and and so what we need to do number one is encourage our people, our, our own people, to go to majlis. You know what? When COVID nineteen came, yes, we were taken out of the mosques, understandably for health reasons. Fine, no problem, but it's not an excuse to stay at home. People have taken it as a massive excuse that okay, I'm catching at home, it was fine, and then they'll use an excuse. Oh, I don't want to get COVID, bro. Listen, everyone's vaccinated three times. Chill, yeah, mm. just go. It's fine. When you go to mosque and you listen to the uh, Maulana or the speaker, is when you gain that knowledge, and they're telling you how to prepare for Imam. Mm. No, they won't tell you today's lecture is about how to prepare for Imam, but all the advice you get off the don't member, guide you. guidance, guidance. You don't know anything. I don't know anything. Mm. I go to mosques to learn because I'm thick. I'll be honest, you know, we don't know nothing. At all, no matter how much we think we know, there are people who studied for years more than we have. Yeah. Right. And we—it's our duty to gain knowledge. Right. Mm. Knowledge is power. Mm. What is Imam Ali? And that's why it's important we look up uh -huh. to these, by the way, grand idolas and everything, because they've put the time, effort, and yeah. life, work, and dedication and service mm. to this religion just for us to know a fucking yeah. ruling. Huh. And, and, and it's embarrassing. If we can't connect with Imam Mahdi. Exactly. We have, we have to sort of use like Seek, a help. Yeah. Sorry yeah. to reject that. La la la. No, but it's I true. I mentioned that. Yeah, hundred percent. No, you're right. And and you know it's a shame nowadays. You have people when they're talking about Ayatollah Sistani, right? You have to give that name Ayatollah respect. Yes, that, of uh, that that man has studied his life yeah. in Islam, and people then you know refer to him as just by his last name. Yeah, oh, you know, you know that the guy. It's heightened disrespect. La. You wouldn't even call your teacher yeah, school by their last name. It's the heightened level of disrespect. It's ridiculous. Sometimes you might do it subconsciously. Yeah. But that's but, how bad it is. But it's ridiculous. And yeah. you know, and sometimes people even talk about them derogatory. 
derogatorily. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so bad. And do you know what's, bro, do you know so, what's crazy? Like, we could be teenagers in the UK who would know nothing about religion yeah. comparatively. And we're like, oh, yeah, Marja X, we call him by his last name. Yeah. He said this, that guy's a waste man or something. Do yeah, you know how yeah. they stop that? And they, and they, you know they, they should laugh, but they it's do. It's crazy, that's what I'm saying. Like, You're giving me memories. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've signed this conversation. But you know what? Yeah, if yeah. you think about Imam al-Mahdi, it's the sunnah of Imam al-Mahdi mm. to follow... Uh, Marja, or he's in, in told us to, to follow that sunnah. Absolutely. Obviously, we had the we, four. He started this concept. Yeah, of course, the yeah, four yeah, wakala yeah. in the name. No, but Imam, absolutely representatives. Yeah. You know, Hussein ibn Ruh and Nubakhti and all the others, basically. And the last uh, wakil, and I forget his name. Um, I think it's three or four days before he passed away. As we know, Imam wrote him a letter, mm. and he said, "I'm going to pass away. I'm going to sorry, you're going to pass away. I'm going to enter my ghaybat al-kubra." My, mm. my lengthened occultation And he said Tell the believers In my absence To follow those with Knowledge it's, it's the sunnah Of yeah. the Shia Of, of Mahdi To mm. follow the The, the scholars and, and those with knowledge And like you're saying That the connection That someone who Is at a high spiritual level Will have with the imams Is greater than ours mm. You'd imagine Absolutely So when the question comes what, How do we know our imam How do we get to know our imam When you reach Heightened level Of spiritual awareness and you, your, your human intellect is growing. You find ailments to your spiritual illnesses and so on. We start asking the question, is the imam really absent or am I? Mm. Like, am I waiting for the imam? Is he waiting for me? Ascent. Because Ascent. If, if Imam al-Mahdi, this is, sorry, I'm going to mention something. This propped, popped in my mind. Imam, al, imam al-Sadiq, alayhi salam, was alive in that period between the Umayyads and the Abbasids. Mm. People would say, why don't you raise up? Take what's rightfully yours. Yani. Like, this is now the Umayyads are collapsing. Imam said, come with me outside. He walked with this guy. They walked past a farm with donkeys. A guy, a, mm. a young boy had seven donkeys. The imam goes, if, if I had as many, many followers as this boy has donkeys, it'd be wajib wow. on me to take the khilafah. Wow. Imam al-Sadiq wow. said he didn't have seven followers. Imam al-Hussein, the minute he got 72, mm. he did what he needed to do. So now, if we're talking about Imam al-Mahdi... Imam was waiting for us. Yes, exactly. If, if Imam al-Mahdi is waiting for at least 313, as we say... Wow. Then we've got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Like 30,000 Kufans called the Imam. Mm. 29,000, for example, I'm talking symbolically, metaphorically. Yeah. 29,000 of them were, 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 were not real. Okay. Yeah. They were talking maybe in the hype and in this. So, mm. you know, like there's, there's a communal level of enthusiasm. But when push mm. comes to shove, they're not feeling it. And then, of course, many of them, I'm not, I said 29,000 as a, as a you know, metaphor, but many of them were killed. Many of them were, in, were imprisoned. But the minority of those who got to fight with the imam, don't forget, some of them met the imam just days before. Mm. Hold mm. changed allegiance the night before. Yeah. Yeah. Wahab was a yeah. Christian. Yeah. He met the imam on the way. Like these are, it just goes to show that you, firstly, you don't need to be, if you live, you're born and you live 70 years, you, I'm a Shia since I was birth. Bro, no one doesn't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like you can, you can be a Shia for 500 years and not know your imam. Or you can have that moment of, Epiphany yeah, exactly. And it, you, it clicks in your mind You're yeah. like You know what There's haq and there's battle And I need to be on the right side So I just This is what I'm saying Like with the, with the imam of our time If we understand the previous imams And what they went through And their stories We might understand more about Why Imam Mahdi will do what he'll do mm. That makes sense You know you mentioned 313 Yeah like, uh, And I remembered how lightly we take that Yeah you know, We also yeah, oh, yeah. We, we wish we were the 313 yeah. Some will get Tattoos of 313. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Someone yeah, yeah. make a nice TikTok bio yeah, of 313. Yeah. But it's not about that. Yeah. And it's about trying to attain that position mm. of being under his command. Just imagine. Wallah, yani it's 
It's something inshallah we'll all have the opportunity inshallah, to do. Inshallah, but yeah. that means we have to work on that. Yeah. We have to do something. We can't just sit down. Yeah. What will the world be like, do you think, when the Imam comes? Uh, so I think, I mean, if, if the Imam, say for example, were to appear tomorrow, I think we'd all be shook. We ain't ready. We ain't got a clue. A clue. If that announcement comes, Imam's here, you'd be like, man, I haven't done anything. Mm. I haven't prepped. I haven't, like, like nothing. How can you face mm. the Imam? Nothing. When you go, for example, when you're, uh, you take to, you know, go to your school and you're learning about something and teacher does a pop quiz, this pop quiz determines if you're going to fail school completely or nothing. You'll be baffled. I've, I've, I haven't prepped. I don't know anything. But what you're meant to do at school is you're meant to constantly revise, slowly gain knowledge, be prepped. At when you, when a pop quiz comes up, you're, you're chilling. Mm. That's literally the same analogy. Now, when top Imam marks. comes, top marks, yeah. we end. Now, and, and if you're scared when Imam comes, you know you ain't ready. You have not done anything. And, and literally, and prepping for Imam is not a joke. Prepping for you just, you know, shouting Allahumma kulli every day. SubhanAllah is good. It's good, but just lip service is not enough. It's not sufficient. It's not enough. And if mm. even if we connect during that da'a, yeah. well, 30 seconds of connection with the imam on a daily yeah. basis or on a weekly basis for some, yeah. if you go to the mosque or whatever, or, you know, if it's, you go. it's not yeah. sufficient. Yeah. Jay, if you go, <laughs> it's not sufficient. No. But the imam, when he comes, inshallah, we're ready, we're there. But Sage, you mentioned a point uh, before the podcast. Yeah, we, we spoke about earlier what people about think. some like, misconception. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And that's a misconception we all have. And I think I had grown up as well. Mm. Uh, not because I was a misfed information, but that's just, I think, how they drew the imam to us, how sure. he's returning, is that when he comes back, he's going to pretty much start wars, yeah. and, uh, you know, brings God's God's law on his vast earth. But it's more than that. Yeah? Mm. And the return of the imam is not about, for example, forcing people to accept la ilaha illallah. It's not that. It's not about, you know, for example, I'm coming back because I'm here to rule. Yeah, It's yeah. not that. It's just, he's coming back to sort out the mess the world is yeah, in. Yeah, the mess the whole world is facing even today. And yesterday I had a conversation briefly. It's very off topic. But someone who's five years old was shy to wear shorts in front of her uncle, mm. by the wow. way. Mm. And she was shy. Wow. And you had one person saying, no, that's her uncle, that's fine. And then the other person was like, no, this is a good thing. Yeah. And yeah. there was a reminder like, if we live in this world yeah. where, you know, there's confusion between those That's who right, raise you, wrong. this is okay. Yeah, or to have yeah. hayat as something good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the world yeah. is in a mess. Yeah, yeah. Back to so my point now. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> true, is that so true. It's more than him coming back to, you know, for example, install God's laws on this earth. It's removing injustice. Mm-hmm. Wherever you find, you know, um, hunger and provi- po- poverty, yeah. it'll bring prosperity. Absolutely. Wherever you find, for example, you know, where there is injustice, it'll bring justice. Wherever, for example, you know, we all have this misconceptions that he's going to come and, you know, kill everyone mm-hmm. or he's going to come and, you know, try and have beef with the Christians and the Jews. Mm-hmm. and It's more than that because Isa yeah, will yeah. be with him. Yeah. And that will be a cause for conversion of yes. all the Christians. Yes. So it's, it's more of a joyous return right. rather than right. a scary return. Yeah, exactly. So if we change that mindset that we have i think would want to know more yeah i think but then we will be scared okay maybe we don't Uh want them to really return yeah and that's a question we should really ask we should we should but in order to be and make it joyous we need to be in a position where we are a bit prepped you would you'd have to be in order to like genuinely speaking deep down if you're not prepared for it 
you're going to be scared for death as well. Yeah. Why are we scared of death? How many times did you mm. say death? Is it's nice because it's you're going back to your Lord, but you're going to the next phase of your life. You know when you mentioned huh. uh, if Imam Mahdi was to appear tomorrow, I'll be ready. Huh. I, well, I thought of death. Straight. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm yeah. not even ready for death. Be, yeah, it yeah. crossed my mind. To because it's, it's, yeah, yeah, because it's 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 similar in the sense mm. that it's preparation. It hit you anytime. It's prep. This world, this world, we've been put on this earth to prepare. That's all it is. Prepare for the next. Next life, yeah. And if you're scared of death, that you're not doing something right. It's a similar concept. Like, like you know, you hear about death in hadith. You hear about Imam Mahdi in hadith. Mm. Death is going to come to you in the future, but you've never experienced it. Imam Mahdi is going to come to you in the future, you've never experienced it. Mm. So we're relying on hearsay. So we, like you're saying, we've got to trust what we know and trust yeah. who we've been told by that this is what it's going to be like. Use your time wisely. You know, and it's it's a very similar concept in, in the end of the day. Uh, something else I was going to mention. I completely forgot. <laughs> it will come to good. me. Was, you know those people who me. always ask, what are the signs of his return? Yeah. Do you guys know any? Yeah, I mean, there's so, there's so many, I think. Uh, the, the most interesting, I think, is, uh, is the concept or Dajjal, if mm. we will. Um, you know, they, they, there's so many um, ideas of Dajjal actually being an actual person with one eye, you know, coming and taking everybody astray. But I think... Um, you know, when you apply logic to it, it's it's difficult. Like an organization, sort yeah. Of. So I mean, if you really think, are, are, are people that that easily fooled by an individual who will be with one eye and will be like, "Oh, come with me, I'm amazing." They'll be like, oh, "You look a bit creepy, bro." Like you know, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to stake my distance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas, uh, you know, I think if you look at it, like you said, more of an organization, more of a yeah. more movement of, a of some sort, yeah. a mentality. And now, if you look like, and I think some um, scholars look at it as, as like what the western culture is right now yeah. you know from if you look at what was not okay 10-15 years ago absolutely what was not okay 10-15 years ago for example look at lgbtq for example yeah mm. it was never talked about openly now the norm. every netflix show has a character of, the, of that nature seriously and and you know and because now and we all watch netflix and subliminally we'll be like okay it's okay it's okay yeah. now you go to speak one of at one of our youth from our community we say that oh would you think um you know of somebody who is of that nature oh they do their own thing you know i'm you know i don't judge them whatever whatever yeah. but it's wrong like we have to know that that is wrong yeah. we don't judge them in the sense that oh uh you know he's this a person, bad, evil he's person. a bad guy no no no, no. no, no, no. Yeah. but you need to know your principles yeah. you know right halal, the foundation the foundation the absolutely absolutely the right and there's a hadith isn't there about about at the time of the imam or the, the, towards the coming of the imam there will be confusions haram becomes halal halal uh, becomes right, haram right. and it's it, it's very similar and you talk about that concept and the concept of men wearing women's clothes that's also the hadith yeah. the concept of music being in your pockets if you told a guy a thousand yeah, years how yeah. would music be in your pockets bro one of these yeah, you get anything yeah. in the world well, being a woman is backwards have being, you heard this yeah 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 it's yeah. too religious yeah. but you know what there's, there's obviously like there's prophesized events that will take place yeah. Mm. Yeah. like for example the rise of the rise of Sufiani, the yeah. rise of khurasani yamani al-yamani of course who we believe is the uh ally of the holy imam mm. will call people towards his aid the nafs zakia being killed at the kaaba all of yes. these things the trumpet being blown all of these things you know we're told about Why events believe, events yeah. Yeah. but the the concept of condition of society i think is is maybe more prevalent like yeah. for example you talk about the economic injustice in the world yeah. and the political disparities between people and like we said about a godless society morality and godliness when we talk about godliness i don't mean about belief in god correct more a case of for example i have the choice for example um to cheat a guy at work 
you know, I can I can sell him something that's got a lower value, but but he won't know the difference. Mm. So I'll just cheat him and I'll make more profit. That concept, as an example, yeah. is 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 a lack of godliness. Yeah, and people you know? are proud of that. People are proud. They'll of be that. like, and, check this sick deal that, that I did. That and, secularist, and you know it's sad. liberalist idea that we now see so much of in society is more and more and more telling that the imam is coming. Now yeah. people ask the question, why don't we know when the imam's coming? Now let me ask you something. If we told our ancestors 700 years ago Oh don't worry Mom's coming in 800 years For example <laughs> Do you think these guys would care? Yeah. No Because our ancestors And our forefathers Have built the foundations mm. Of our communities Absolutely. Such that we can be In a better position When the imam comes mm. You know that, And that's, that's what we're told to do The imam may not come For hundreds of years but right. the idea is we live as if he's coming tomorrow. Exactly. Or, or, you know, exactly. Inshallah. And yeah. then, but the, and, and that's the sad thing. It's a dangerous thing. And we see this in our own communities, like seeping in. For example, this Western sort of uh, thought process or the modern liberal sort of environment. And it's coming into our own communities. I mean, like we were speaking before the podcast about these uh, mixed gatherings, for example. Mm. You know, it's, and, and even in reception parties, there's music. Yeah. And, and like our own, our own Shia, Shia yeah, people, yeah. you know, and, and uh, I, I don't know, I'm sure you might have experienced this as well when you get an invitation to recite or something. Unfortunately, we have to clarify these things now. Is it going to be a mixed gathering? Yeah. Is it going to be, is there going to be music? Like it, and it's so sad because that's not living in a way that you're ready for the Imam tomorrow. No way. Mm-hmm. No way. And it's sad. Like, what do you tell these people? You know, sometimes people will say that, look, uh, please come to the nikah. I'm not going to invite you to the reception because there is music. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, baffling. Yeah. It and you know the fact baffling. that, for example, let's say you want to adhere to those Islamic laws. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They look down on you like, what is, huh. what is he talking yeah. about? It's true. It's yeah, true. Exactly. You're seen as like an extremist or something. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. I've had, I, I'll be really honest, I've had people tell me this in extended distant families sometimes, friends that you know from the community. I've had people like call me extremists within our community no, because well. I'll, I'll, I'll pray or I'll go to majlis or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you know, you must get stopped a lot in airports, bro. What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just a normal guy. Like, <laughs> chill out. But anyway, yeah. I just wanted to maybe summarize the conversation with a hadith from Imam Salih Islam. And we mentioned the Holy Imam a lot today, Imam Salih Islam. Inshallah, we can be in following his footsteps as well. Uh, the Imam says, One who dies anticipating the rule of Imam al Mahdi mm. is as one who will be with Al Qa'im. In his tent Not only that But he possesses the rank Of the one who fought With the sword In the presence of the prophet It just goes to show that And the key word here Is anticipating the rule Anticipating the relief That we will be Amongst the imam The active Like you mentioned That phrase Active intadar And of course They're a fantastic organisation I think mm-hmm. we should Shout them out as well But that active intadar The active waiting Is better than just Stagnating And just sitting around And being lax Inshallah we can get there Inshallah Inshallah Imran we have yes. you on this show yes, and yes. you're a man of many talents. Astaghfirullah. No, nothing like that. Are you right. able to bless us with some, some poetry or Honestly. sharing your voice? Inshallah, with your permission. And, uh, Astaghfirullah. Sure. So we'll start with the salawat ala Muhammad wa ali Muhammad. So it's an English uh, poem in, in honor of our Imam. Inshallah. Our Savior Imam We are waiting for you, our Saviour Imam, we are waiting for you, Ya Imam Zaman, Al-Ajal, Al-Ajal. We are waiting to be part of your 313, join your army and show 
What is the truest deen? You're Al-Hadi, Al-Mahdi, the awaited one. Ya Imam Zaman, Al-Ajal, Al-Ajal, our Savior Imam. We are waiting for you, Ya Imam Zaman, Al-Ajal, al now I'm yearning to see just that most pious face. See the nur and the light, catch a glimpse or a trace. Muntazir is this world for your presence to come. Ya Imam Zaman, Al-Ajal, al our Saviour Imam, we are waiting for you. Ya Imam Zaman Al-Ajal. This is not just a poem that I say to you. It is my small Ariza from my heart to you. Come and quench our thirst in awaiting for you. Ya Imam Zaman, Al-Ajal, Al-Ajal, our Saviour Imam, we are waiting for you. Ya Imam Zaman, Al-Ajal, Al-Ajal, Ya Imam Zaman, Al-Ajal, Al-Ajal. Salawat ala Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad wa Ajib wa Ajib. MashaAllah. Electric, electric. La, la, inshallah, it's accepted, inshallah. She gave me so much thoughts of actually, I want to know more about the Imam. Yeah. What is your words? No, they're not. They're written by a friend. Shout out to him, inshallah. What's his Allah. name? La, I think uh, he prefers uh, to keep it hidden. May Allah bless Allah. him. What a humble servant. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I pray, yes. inshallah, he's rewarded and as are you, inshallah, inshallah, inshallah. Inshallah, we can all be amongst those who are truly recognized as, as the followers Allah. of the Imam. Allah. And Allah. That we are, are steadfast on our path towards being his true Shi'i and inshallah. not being those who do lip service and, and proclaim to be his followers and do not follow his expectations on us inshallah brothers and sisters as always it's been a pleasure if you have any comments anything you want to share with us please let us know leave a comment in the descriptions is there something that you would tell the imam if you could see him right now if you could speak to him right now what would you tell him what would you ask from him what would you tell him to to help you to fix or something like that and even more so if you knew the imam was coming mm. next week next month what would you do what would be the first thing you do would you go pray to the prayer mat would you try and fly to the Holy Lands? What would be the first thing that you do? Let's hear it because I think that'd be really interesting. Maybe. And as always, brothers and sisters, if you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button. Smash. Check out, smash that subscribe smash button. That subscribe and button. check out the, uh, the the Instagram page, the TikTok page. And of course, follow our dear brother Imran Datu. Inshallah, Excellent. he's putting out incredible content nowadays. And of course, with Shah Ramadan coming up. Shah, are you going to be doing Chan Recite again? We might do. That was quite good, Chan Recite. Yes. I think yeah. it was, uh, it was Instagram good. Instagram Live? Uh, yeah, Instagram Live. I, th I think last year, we, I think we did it once every two days. I think it was a bit too frequent. 
because people no, were like, it. people really like, yeah, yeah, but I think others are like, bro, let's have iftar and <laughs> chill out, bro. <laughs> no, 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 but I think maybe once a week, twice a week, something like this will be good. But no, I think for sure, I'll bring it back. I will bring it back. I think it was nice. I don't think I, if I say if you could do every night, do it, bro. I love having like a chilled environment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always so used cool. to have a cup of chai, and I used to encourage the reciters as well bring chai as well. So mm. we a can different tea as well. Different tea. Yeah, yeah. Alhamdulillah. Late night buzz, inshallah. inshallah. Guys, we've got a lot Ahmed coming up. Tea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's banging though. The I cardamom drink it every day. I'll be honest. Cardamom is mad. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, before we end the podcast, yeah, I think there was something Imran wanted to say. Hmm. Was there something I remember you had like a story Or something you wanted to oh. share I think that's so ah. I'm waiting to hear this Okay yeah. so Okay Let's okay. So Alright so this is This is um, A bit of a personal one actually And uh, it, it's in It's in line with In the connection with Imam okay. And how sometimes we forget And how sometimes uh, With their guidance You're sort of brought back And this is something um, You know like uh, Imam Ali also says You know when he's asked Who is better You or uh, Adam Who is better mm. And he says a line Where he says You know some, because you're, you're told not to brag, but then he also says sometimes you should say the blessings of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala that's upon you. So uh, this, I, I took this as a big, big blessing. So um, it was uh, just in Arba'in, just last Arba'in that we that's just gone by, and uh, in Karbala, uh, in Karbala, in Karbala, correct. And uh, I get uh, roomed with the Sheikh of the group, and naturally you're like, oh man, you know, Sheikh, I'm going to be listening to lecture all the time in the room as well, and outside, you know, I'm not going to get a break. Yeah. Right? You just think this, right? And, uh, and, and, uh, you know, and, and at the time, and, you know, everybody's going through some hardships. And, you know, alhamdulillah, like, alhamdulillah it was a difficult time mm. for myself and, you know, at home. And I, it was, it, I was under a lot of stress. And, um, you know, and I went to the Holy Lands with big dua, you know, connecting with Imam Hussein, Abu Fadl Abbas, Imam Ali alayhi salam. In Karbala, when I'm about to leave back for the UK, okay, Every time I go to Iraq, I always pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like, give me something that I can go back where I've changed. Mm. Okay, give me something I can work on. I want to implement something. This trip, I didn't get anything. I was, I was a bit like, man, what's going on? Khair, inshallah. I was leaving and uh, this sheikh, he stopped me in, in the room. He gave me a hug. He said, take care. But he goes, Imran, I want to ask you something. He goes, he goes, why are you so frustrated? I'm thinking, what? Like, okay. What are you on about? You know? Firstly, what? What? And then I was just like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay, alhamdulillah. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, you're frustrated, I can tell. He goes, something's worrying you. And I said, alhamdulillah. I said, you know, I said, just please pray for me. He goes, no. He goes, why are you not talking to your imam? He's telling me, and bro, bro, I, I, I swear to God, I feel like this guy's looking through me. Mm. I'm like, and now I'm shook. I'm actually like, I'm starting to like palpitate a little bit. I'm like, what is going on? I haven't mentioned a word of any issues of mine. And he goes, why are you not talking to your imam? And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, you've gone and you've, cried to Abu Fadl Abbas, you've cried to Imam Hussein, you've connected with all of them. He's telling me, looking next to me, he goes, your Imam is standing next to you. He goes, you're not talking to him. And I'm shook. I'm like, wow. And he goes, talk to your Imam. He's waiting there for you. You just have to talk to him. Mm. He's listening. He wants to help you. He wants to help you. <clears throat> yeah, and like in, no, in life, if we want something from someone, we ask them. Use the same logic with your imam. Ask him. He's waiting for you. And bro, and, and this sheikh started talking very sternly to me. To the point that after I left, I, I was like nearly in tears. I was like, I can't believe this has just happened. And it was a massive wake up call. Massive reminder. Because you know what? You forget. You forget that your imam is here with you. Right? You, of course, connect up with Allah Abbas, Imam Hussein. But they, no, no disrespect, but that's in the past. You know, you still get their wasila. Your imam's there. And this is sometimes what I said at the beginning, you forget just because he's not in front of you. You forget. 
And that made me, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, as best as I can every day, two to three minutes in the morning, do ziyarah to him, say salam, and chat to him. Mm. Chat to him like a mate. Honestly, tell him this is what I'm going through. But, and you know what? That has helped my connection personally. Mm. But what happened was mad. It was, bro, I was freaked out. Mashallah. But that was the tawfiq Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him, the sheikh, to tell me. And sheikh tells me at the end, he goes, this is why I was coupled with you in this room. He's telling me this. Mm. Goes, this is why. Mm. I was blown it's away. So you I think us, Imran, is, I think that's doing it for us. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, alhamdulillah, you know, and, and I hope, inshallah, you know, if, if, if that helped me and if it can help anybody else, you know, it's a big, big reminder. Don't Price forget sharing, your imam. It's beneficial. La, al, 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 and, and you know, it, it's, um, I, I thought it would be good. It's a nice mm. platform when people are listening. And sometimes it helps to know the. it happens in reality. You do get reminders, you know, when you are not taking that time to speak to imam. And, and I feel blessed that I got that mm. message, you know, like, alhamdulillah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, I, and, and it's very important. This is what I'm saying. Even two minutes, talk to him yeah, yeah. in the morning before you start work. This is what I do. Before I start work, ziyara, uh, just a quick assalamu alaikum, Imam Sahib al-Zaman, Allahumma kulli, and chat to him two minutes. Yeah, this yeah. is what's happening. This is what's happening. Please guide me. Please, with your wasila, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide me. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad Muhammad, turn your laptop on. Done. Mm. Keep it as a routine. It's good. Inshallah. Yeah, it's amazing. I think with Shah Ramadan coming up, inshallah, we could try and implement that, all mm. of us. And maybe inshallah. that's something we'll do, inshallah, throughout the holy month. We'll come back to this, we'll talk about it, and we'll reflect on it because, you know, it's golden advice. Inshallah. Golden, inshallah. Golden thank you, Iman. Thank Appreciate you. It was an honor. It was an honor being on the show. Thanks for honoring us. La, la, la. No, it's, it's my pleasure. It's my honor. Inshallah, it's accepted. And what you guys are doing is fantastic. Keep it up. You know, I think thank you, it's so uh, 2023. But you're yeah, using yeah. it in the right way. This is Shab. when you know when you say social media is out there. Yeah. Use it in the right way. Do it for mm, good. Subhanallah, that's what you guys are doing. And you're role models as well for all. all of us out there. So We're learning, thank bro, you so much. Learning process, learning, learning, learning yeah. uh, journey, inshallah. But together. appreciate your time, inshallah, inshallah. together. I'll see you at the 313, yeah? Inshallah. inshallah. Yeah, Mahdi. Brothers and sisters, take care. Have a good week. Inshallah, we'll see you next week. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.